Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. Here is interpreted bitterness. Um, is as the sin of witchcraft, which is a demonic control, and stubbornness, and the word stubbornness is to peck at. Have you ever noticed that someone that is stubborn just pecks at something? That's what that means. Somebody to blame. Somebody else to blame, to peck at. And you can't stop. As soon as a certain thing comes up, it's an, if it's a family matter, if something comes up, what stubbornness does, it just keeps pecking at the same thing. It can be for many years that he'll peck at things and peck at things and peck at, and she will peck at certain things. That's stubbornness. That has to be laid down. That is a resistance to the Holy Spirit. It's one of the things that the Holy Spirit will stop. He's, he will stop from you pecking other people, other things, even things about your own life. That has to cease. It has to come to a halt. It has to stop. Stubbornness is to peck at something. Uh, so we come into a meeting and we have a certain bias that we already are holding. And as soon as a certain subject comes up, we start pecking right away. That's again the subject that I will not tolerate. It's again the thing that I will peck at until I win. Stubbornness causes you to not hold your hand back and stop doing that. Stubbornness is, a, is, is as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is evil. Stubbornness is demonic. That has to stop. And when the Holy Spirit visits you, that's one thing that He will deal with. And He will, have, he will bring you to a place where you have to lay it down and surrender. Some people have more problems with this. Some people have much more problems with stubbornness than others. But it has to be dealt with by Jesus. It has to be repented of. It has to be laid down in marriage, husband, wife. Certain things that can really trick, trip something off and they start pecking at each other. Certain things that really trip something off and they get on each other about certain things. And we can have that in all of our marriages, we can have that. But the stubbornness thing is the one that comes over, comes up over and over and over, and for many years. It blames things on other people. It blames all the personal struggles and problems on somebody else. Stubbornness. It's like witchcraft. God, when the Holy Spirit comes to your house, He wants to deal with that on an intimate basis. So that you will not blame others at all but yourself, whatever it has done in you. Now, you cannot avoid certain circumstances. I understand that totally. I don't want to be idealistic about this. But one thing that you will notice is that the Holy Spirit never deals with you about someone else. It's with you. When He deals with you, He dealt with you. So many times our fingers want to go to all places. But it is always interesting that somehow in the way God designed us, it is rarely that you ever see somebody pointing his towards someone else. It's often always this way. My thing is when you start pointing fingers, there's a lot more volume coming right back at you than what you're throwing out. Just be aware of that. When the Holy Spirit deals with you, if you want the Holy Spirit to deal with you, He will deal with you. Because the problem He wants to 
To stop is the problem that you have within, that I have within. It's not all of those. I've, I've been around this for so many years, preaching for over 30 years. So rare that I hear someone take the blame on themselves. It's always somebody else that caused the problem. That's not the way God wants us to deal with it. All right. In Acts chapter 7, one more thing here. Then we'll switch a little bit into some other things. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. Here is the description of stubbornness, someone that resists the Holy Ghost. That when the Holy Ghost wants to convict, bring conviction, this is something that sticks up, stands up, and resists the moving because of something that is observed or comprehended or held as a bias. This is what the Pharisees had. The Pharisees saw that their kingdom was being jeopardized. And so they had a lot of problems. And they refused to change because they were stiff-necked and their hearts were uncircumcised. Uh, and, it's, and, it, and what is the result? Ye always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so did you. There has to be a deep, persistent breaking of the old, the old man. There just has to be that breaking that a, that a man goes through. And I, I, I've heard this say already. I've, I've seen people break, but it's not the old man that breaks. Sometimes, sometimes when somebody breaks, he can, he can just, he, he can break because he's up against the wall. That is not the breaking of the old man. It's when the cross gets applied to your life. That's the breaking I'm talking about. When everything returns to yourself, and I, I specifically like to speak perhaps on marriage or relationships as far as marriage is concerned, because this is often so much the problem. There's, I've seen this uh, experiences a lot in, in dealing with people that one or the other would always have to say so in a home. And sometimes that is used in a merciless way to control the other person. It's a form of stubbornness. It's a form of witchcraft. It's absolutely evil. And when the Holy Spirit deals with us, he deals with that. Jesus uh, was caught by the Pharisees, and he was sitting at the table. And he was uh, eating, and he was drinking with the sinners. And uh, his, the Pharisees came to him and said, Jesus, what are you doing eating with the sinners? And he said, you're always eating and your disciples are eating. But let me say this, that notice one thing that the disciples of John, they, they, they fasted a lot. And also the, uh, the disciples of, uh, or the Pharisees, they fasted a lot. But your disciples, for some reason, uh, are not fasting. I just see, saw somebody in the audience. Okay. Um, without further ado, I just... Hi. <laughs> okay. Um, threw me for a loop. You should be standing here. <laughs> okay. So what was my thought here? Um, I, re I remember years ago when somebody walked into the audience, into my audience to kill me. They were sent to kill me by the pagans. And it got me off surprise too, but not like this. So... <laughs> Lord bless you, Stephen, for being here.
In, in Mark, let's just start here. In Mark chapter 2, verse 17, And Jesus heard it, and he saith unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. What we have here is they were finding, they were finding criticisms uh, in the disciples of Jesus. And they simply said, for some reason, Jesus, uh, your disciples don't fast. John's disciples fasted. And, the, and also our disciples fasted. Why don't you fast? And then Jesus simply made a statement. He said that, well, here's the thing. He said, there's uh, people that are not sick. All right? People that are not sick do not need healing. I did not come to bring the righteous to repentance, but the ones that were sinners. I came for sinners and sick people. That was his calling. Then he gives this definition. It says like this in Matthew chapter, I'm going to turn to several different places with the same, uh, speaking about the same incident. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 17, neither do men put new wine in old bottles. Else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they that put new wine into new bottles, both are preserved. One thing that I believe that when the Holy Spirit visits somebody, when he comes to your door, when he, there is a wooing, I'm going to talk about the word wooing. There's another name for the word wooing, romancing. When the Holy Spirit comes to your, to your life, and he draws you, and he makes himself attractive to you, so that you surrender your life to Christ, so that you're drawn away from your present condition into what God wants to make you. There's one thing that will always happen. There's a new, wine, or new skin that is always offered. And one of the problems that we have, that I believe, are really detrimental to receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, is we refuse to give our old wineskins. We love to hang on to certain things, that, and sometimes it's an old testimony. Some of us, I believe, at times, we are so much more comfortable with something that happened way back then than we are what the Holy Spirit is saying now. And as long as you're in that situation, you will have problems. You will frustrate the Holy Spirit. You will frustrate the work of God in you. That's what will happen. He is saying here, giving reference to why do the disciples not fast? Your own disciples don't fast. While I'm with you, they will not fast. But once I'm gone, then they will start fasting. If Jesus is in your life and is really dear to you and has done a tremendous work and finds his presence in you, you probably will not fast a whole lot. But once he is removed or there's some distance, then that's what I get out of it. Then there will be fasting. So he was, they were criticizing because Jesus was in the presence of his own disciples. Let's look at the new bottles and the new wine. How many of you are content with what happened 10 years ago in your life? And you'd just like to go back and just hang on to that. That's old wineskin. The Holy Spirit will always, when he comes, he will only put new wine in new skins. You will never go back to that place and be revived again with that same incident. You will not. It doesn't work that way. He comes to you. He furnishes the new wineskin if you accept it. You have to make room for it. You have to allow room for whatever he wants to do in your life. 
If you don't, you resist the Holy Spirit. The whole, message is, the whole message that I was preaching about here for three Sundays, or three different times, was barriers against the Holy Spirit. One thing is the Holy Spirit will put in new wine if you're willing to change, if you're willing to surrender your preconceived ideas. All the thoughts that you have accumulated and you understand the whole thing and you're very satisfied with something that happened, but it's not bringing life to you anymore. This is where the new wineskins have to be put on. And you know what? That's a very unsure feeling. When the new wineskins are, are put on to you, and you don't know for sure what will happen next. You don't know what the Holy Spirit will move you in, or move into you, or how He will address certain things. But that's the only thing that He will do. He will always be about new wine, not old wine. We have to remember that. I know there are some people that interpret this in a different way, but I don't think it's, it's true the way it's interpreted, <coughs> excuse me. In Luke chapter 5, verse 39, it says, No man also, having drawn gold wine, straightway desireth new, for he, hath the old, for he saith, the old is better. I'm more comfortable with what I've experienced 10 years ago than what the Lord is trying to lead me into now. Now, I'm telling you, from a cultural background that most of us come from, this is a really difficult matter. It has to do with stubbornness. This is a very difficult matter. The Holy Spirit will not lead you into something that is not scriptural. But it's also not scriptural to stand in one spot and never go further. So repentance is something that has to be a constant experience in our life concerning our old man, our old way, the way that we naturally are. Uh, I noticed then, right after the Holy Spirit came up in the upper room, it says that others said, these men are full of new wine. First thing that came out was new wine, it didn't say old wine. But there was some sort of identity with what the Holy Spirit did in the upper room, all right, with what it was saying here about new wine. There is some kind of... Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.